0: Leonore Tiefer. Leonore Tiefer, when did you first come to Community Church? December of 1983. And what brought you here? I was going to be 40 in February of 1984. And I had a whole bunch of friends coming from around the country to help celebrate my birthday. And my birthday was actually going to be on a Sunday. So I wanted to take them to a festive event. So I went up to Harlem and I checked out all the Baptist churches and I found the perfect church with the perfect gospel choir. But my friends are all white and I thought they might not wanna to go to Harlem because you know they're not New Yorkers and they wouldn't know that it was the most welcoming, most perfect choice. So I thought, maybe I'd better find a backup plan. And I'd been listening to Bruce on the radio, and I thought, well, there's a backup plan, I mean, if we have to. And so I came in December just to see what it was like, and I loved it. And my friends did not want to go to Harlem, so we all came here. And on my birthday, Bruce gave a sermon about A. Philip Randolph. And I come from a long line of labor people and I thought this is karma. So I never left. All right. Um is there one outstanding happy or really meaningful moment that you want to recall at this time from community church? What about my list? Oh you read your list. I have a list, it goes by decades. Okay. From the eighties, the nineties, the aughts, um, there, there's. I mean, it's been a lot of years, so there's a lot of memories. And even though my memory is pretty shot, it's amazing what you can remember if you don't have to actually remember the name of the person who was doing it. So, the first thing I got involved in was the shelter, because it had started about five minutes before I showed up in December of 83. Helene Lightborn started it because, you know, there was this terrible housing shortage and um, and homeless people were all over the city. And, and so uh, Helene, who, you know, he, she could recruit a dead raccoon to do anything. So she recruited me to the shelter, which I also participated in for a quarter of a century. So the first thing I remember was really finding a place to serve New Yorkers um, that wasn't part of like a paid job. And I felt so good about that. And I thought, yes, I mean, this this is good. I never belonged to a church or a synagogue or anything before. I'm Jewish, but I never belonged. So I didn't know what you do at a faith community other than listen to a sermon and enjoy the music. So when I joined a the shelter, I thought, oh, this is what you do. You know, you help the poor, the needy, the old, and the sick. I, I I, dimly remember that's what you do. I thought, okay, so I can do that. And then there was the Social Action Committee, which was a whole bunch of of lunatics. I mean, and uh, talking about Nicaragua and talking about socialism and talking about, you know, a better, better life. And social action is very important to the history of this church, and it waxes and wanes. And uh, so I, I signed up for that and became the chair of then, and, and we did a lot. So the shelter and social action in the 80s. And then in the 90s, I was the chair of the capital campaign to raise the money to put in an elevator and a handicapped bathroom because we had a, a, a young guest minister trainee, and a, a charismatic woman named Tandeika. Does that ring a bell? You don't know Tandeika? Unbelievable. I mean, tall like a tree. I should sit up straighter. And she came and and she did a workshop one day and, and it said, what would you like, what would you really like to see here? And I thought, I would really like an elevator here. And that seemed, of course, absurd and ridiculous. I mean, who am I? I'm a psychologist, you know, a Jew from the Bronx. What do I know about elevators and architecture and I don't know anything. So, but that's what I really wanted because I wanted my mother to be able to ride the elevator. She was getting older and older. And anyway, to make a long story short, she kind of said, well, do it, you know, you you can do it. And I thought, well, I probably can't, but there's nobody who could do it any better. So I learned so much over seven years. I learned how to fundraise. I mean, I learned organizational skills. I, I mean, it was very educational to run that campaign and then to have it done and to actually see the elevator, have my mother ride the elevator. So that was really big in the 90s. And then... And then in the arts, I have to say the main thing has been the immigration project and, and Fatima Gasama's family. So Fatima Gasama came to us in 2007 um, because of a project that Donna, name missing from Judson Church, was running and she came for an interfaith thing. And you know, would we help? Sure, we'd help. So we put together a committee and it turned out that what we were supposed to do was get a family and help the family. So we got this family of this woman and six children who were living in a shelter um, at that time in Manhattan. And since then they w- lived in another shelter in Manhattan in three different fucking shelters in the Bronx until in 2013, from 2007 to 2013, we were able to get them their own apartment. But it's 2021 now, so they've been in that apartment. Anyway, so I, I I, mean, this family has become, you know, part of my family. And so the kids and I, I mean, I've been through so many things with them, and Funamata is just an amazing person, and I love her so much, and, and you know, we, we've been through a lot together. So would I have had that opportunity? without this church? Would I have had the opportunity to raise a half a million dollars, put in an elevator? I I would not. So it's the opportunities and, yeah. My last question. There's more? Just one more. And it comes really from the kids directly. What would be your hopes for children in the you know, the times now are <laughs> I could sing the times now are changing um, the times call for they call for new concepts and new strategies I, I would hope they would have an independent point of view. Um, the great thing about the Unitarian religion, if that's what it is, Unitarian Universalism, is, is that it encourages you to think for yourself. Not every minister, not every congregation really embodies that, and, but it's very important to me. I wouldn't be here um, if bruce hadn 't encouraged that for forty years um, it's so if the children can understand that it 's not just negative reaction it 's not just knee jerk reaction it's not just but it's not just you know compliance it's a critical perspective and I, I would hope that they'd be encouraged to develop that and to experience it and to find ways to, to enact it. Perfect. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I promise you I'm working on exactly that. Well, karma, there you go, okay.